What has the pandemic revealed about your team? Stay tuned to find out. Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Team Success. I've been having some really, really interesting conversations lately with our clients who have discovered that the pandemic has revealed certain things about their teams. And sometimes it was something that they were not expecting. And what I notice is that if we take a look at our team, so if you're listening, if you're a business owner, if you're a team member, if you're a team leader, often if you take a look at everybody, you're like, okay, there's some quote unquote A players. This is the term from Dr. Brad Smart. And he's got a particular definition, which is the highest level of performance at that particular pay grade, which is kind of cool. So there's A players, there's B players, there's C players, and there's D players. We often quantify clients that way too. So we're used to kind of this mix and there's pluses and minuses to almost everyone's performance, including ourselves. But what I've noticed has really happened, and again, this is our own experience, but then also that of our clients, is that somehow the middle just went away. And what really gets revealed is who's an A player and then who shows up as a D player. And people tend that somehow the middle just got shrunken. The pandemic has been very polarizing. Let me put it that way, in a lot of different ways, but particularly with, in terms of how people show up, how they respond. And the topic came up in a conversation even this morning about team engagement. How engaged are your team members? And if they weren't all in, they're kind of all out at this point. And so I thought this is a really interesting you know, issue that the pandemic has revealed. By the way, it's probably reality, but any time of crisis or any time of great, great rapid shift of experience, things are revealed. Warren Buffett has this great quote. He said, you know, when the tide goes out, you find out who's been swimming naked. Well, it turns out not quite naked, but some people were not particularly engaged or they weren't as engaged as you expected them to be. And some of the people who showed up to really support you, what the company's up to, they've just been, what do you need? What can I do? How can I help? They're one of our team members, bless her, you know, couldn't sell in this particular environment, but she's at her desk and she's using the time to learn and she's like asking how she can contribute. And then we had this other project where we need to find out some key information for our clients. And she was like on the phones, could not wait, like just wanting and itching to help in any possible way she could, even though her normal job was put on hold for a little while, her normal function. So that's what you're hoping for. That's what you're looking for. And then other people not anyone I know directly on our team, but other people kind of sat at home, you know, appreciating the paycheck that they were getting, but not doing anything. And if you're a business owner, this hurts. This is like, I can't pay for this. (laughs) It's really, really stressful. So the level of engagement of your team has probably really shown up in sort of a dramatic way. And I feel like this was sort of a, I call it a duh moment for myself, but I realized the people who really showed up have what we would call an entrepreneurial attitude. And the ones who didn't show up are the ones who did not. So I thought it'd be really, really useful to actually review what are some of those characteristics of having an entrepreneurial attitude. And by the way, if you want some free resources on this, please go to yourteamsuccess.com. There's also, as you can probably guess, some things if you want to invest a little bit more. But there are some ways you could actually go through this questionnaire with your team. It'll give you some idea, at least some language about how to talk to your team about this. But before I get into more details about what's available, I want you to think about what are these particular strategies, there are 12, and then 
the people who've really showed up well, and this could be your teammate, your team member, you know, how have people showed up and how have they not? And I'm going to hazard a guess that the people who've really showed up, you would score high on what I'm about to say and the ones who did not, mm, not so much. Anyway, you can tell me what happens. So success strategy number one is to create value. This is focusing on, okay, what's missing? How can I pitch in? It's looking at how to provide leadership, relationship, and creativity, which we define really as direction, confidence, and capability. So are they like, okay, I know how to solve this problem. Here's what to do. Or how can I help? Can I reach out to people? Can I be in connection? Oh, I have this skill. Let me do this for you. The people who really showed up and did that, even if it was outside their normal deal, that's number one is creating value. So people who showed up on your team, give them high marks for this. Second of all, probably your best players, your A players took initiative. You know, they were like, hey, we could probably do this to solve this problem. You know, or have we thought about this yet? You know, they asked some really, really good and provocative questions. There's also a focus on results, not just on the process of how to get there. It's interesting because somebody's like, well, we've never done things that way, or it's going to be hard. Well, we're in a crisis situation. Of course, it's going to be hard. We need to do it anyway. People who are really focused on the results and what needed to happen, those are the ones who get the high marks. The people who had an ownership attitude, so this is success strategy number four for entrepreneurial attitude, and by the way, this is in the Team Success Handbook, is people who really owned their responsibility, owned their role, owned their results, those are the ones you felt like you could actually share some of the load with. The people who are like, you hand them something and you're like, I'm pretty sure you're going to drop it. Not so much. The ones who are in alignment with you also, I'm sure, got high marks in terms of delivering on your promises to your clientele. The ones who really were a partner with you and just, again, you felt like you weren't alone in this journey of trying to figure out your part of the company. The ones who were actually really committed to taking action and testing and trying and experimenting, even if it didn't work. I really appreciate people who are willing to learn by doing, not just learn by thinking. Nothing wrong with thinking. But sometimes it's just really great to have, like, let's test this out and see what happens. And then learn from the experience. Just a little example from Coach. So we started doing these, what we call connection sessions for people who haven't started the program yet. Well, it turns out that it doesn't actually belong on any one person's team. So lots of us pitched in at the beginning, got it going, then they ended and then we kind of like, oh, maybe we should keep doing this. Then we couldn't figure out, well, who owns this project? Turned out nobody. <laughs> so we had to learn from our experience. I pulled together the team. We did a giant experience transformer, which is our brilliant strategic coach tool that identifies what happened, good or bad. What about the situation worked? Well, we created a ton of value for people. What didn't work? Long list of those things, both front and backstage that we could make better. And then what's our new course of action? Well, in this case, it took some creativity because we needed to find someone to own the project. And it wasn't the first group of people that did it. So it was interesting. It's like, oh, you know, you've heard of that expression when things fall through the cracks. Well, we didn't just have a crack. We had a chasm. <laughs> so anyway, it now has an owner. Chantel, thank you. Anyway, and we did one very recently and it was phenomenal. It was so fun, new content, new flow, and it was epic. It was so much fun. So anyway, thrilled to keep doing them, but it was challenging at the beginning there for a little while, but we just kept taking action and we kept learning, which is another strategy. Being open, being open to new ways of doing things. You know, raise your hand if you've had to do things differently in the last four months, five months, 100 days. So it's like, okay, just being open to new ideas and new approaches and just realizing sometimes, I don't know, so I'm going to learn. 
the five stages of grief are really relevant for things that we've had to give up. But at the same time, we have to kind of acknowledge and accept our feelings and move on and be willing to accept reality and figure out, okay, what's next? You know, how can we make this work? And this is one of the things, by the way, I so, so appreciate about you, about entrepreneurs, about entrepreneurial team members, about entrepreneurial companies, is they don't bemoan what isn't there. We look at what's here, what are the resources I have, what's real, and now and then how can I make it better? And that attitude and that mindset is phenomenal. And I love, love being around it and I love encouraging it. And that's really what I want for everyone listening to. So that attitude of just being open, sometimes easier said than done, <laughs> but that's a really critical one. Communicate. Oh my gosh. I've heard probably three times in three days in different workshops I was in, the need to, what entrepreneurs or clients were saying, to over-communicate to their teams. And it's interesting, what over-communicating was to one person was just enough for their teams. So just recognizing, even though you're thinking it, doesn't mean other people know it. Just because you said it once doesn't mean everyone heard it the way that you intended. And so really having frequent communication where you put out your message over and over again, sometimes even just saying, I don't know. It's really powerful. So really, really being clear on what is true, what is known, what is not known, I think is really, really essential. We certainly have focused on that in communicating with our clients about here's what we know, here's what we don't know, here's what we're working towards. And people are really appreciative of just saying, okay, thank you. I'm glad to know that you have a plan for how you're going to have a plan, even if you don't have a plan yet. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, but that can be really helpful just to reveal your process. That can be very strategic. Another one, and this is strategy number 10, and this is one of my favorites, and this is the one that most commonly team members score themselves low on. Entrepreneurs, by the way, if they score themselves low on number nine, which is communicate, the one I was just talking about. So some of them have had to up their score in the last little while. But number 10, learn how to handle strong emotions. And this is both other people's and your own. And this has been tough. In a crisis period, we have a lot of different emotions. We can feel really happy one moment and upset the next. And when we can be happy with work and unhappy with home or vice versa. So it's been an emotional roller coaster for a lot of people. And the ones who can pause, who can take a breath and do whatever restorative practice they have, be that walks or exercise or prayer or meditation or conversation or humor, whatever it is, I know, I mean, I'm pretty pragmatic, not that I haven't had my moments, because I have, but it's interesting just realizing how people handle things. Everyone's incredibly unique. Everyone's nervous system is very unique, as Dan says. Just recognizing that when you can handle strong emotions and recognize this, for me, I've always looked at them as kind of like the weather, it will pass, is powerful. And so the ones who got bent out of shape, probably the ones you struggled with and the people who were able to handle that and weather the storm, those are probably the people that you really value. Strategy number 11 is have patience and compassion. You know, in a normal entrepreneurial world, we kind of need to have patience and compassion for one another, but especially right now, mm, this is super relevant. And even if just the fact that someone else's experience is quite different than our own, I think that's really critical. And then number 12, don't give up. This is perseverance. This is grit. This is about having hope for the future and really understanding that we can make this better. We can persevere. We've got this. We're resourceful. We're resilient. We can figure things out. That's really the mindset and the attitude that you want to have with people around you. So I wanted to share this moment. I'm like, okay, Shannon, you've 
coached this for years, you've written a book about it, and only now are you making the connection. <laughs> this, is, this is really what people, our clients and our teams want to be, aspire to be. Unfortunately, not everyone's of this mindset. So I hope this list is useful because I want to give you some language and terminology to coach yourself, but also more importantly, to coach the other people around you and to recognize who's engaged, who's really showing up for you probably meets at least 10, if not all 12 of these, they've exhibited these strategies and these mindsets and attitudes. And to give you some confidence that if you have made some tough decisions, what I call multiplication by subtraction, to gracefully let go of wrong fit people, that this is probably why. So I just had that insight and I wanted to share that with you. So if you want any resources, there's a great this is the tool that the book is based off of, which is the Entrepreneurial Attitude Exercise. You can have people do it. It's a phenomenal coaching tool. So if you want one takeaway, one thing that you can do, and by the way, there's people who maybe are out of crisis mode and are getting re-engaged. So this could be a great way to help them with that. And that is say, okay, where are you now? So have them score themselves today. And I like to use highlighters. And then where do you want to be in a month or six weeks or three months time? Don't leave the time frame too long. So if you're currently a two somewhere, you know, do you want to be a three or a four? I don't always jump immediately to five. Four is kind of my minimum standard. Five is on a good day. <laughs> so however you like to look at it. It also helps people actually understand for themselves why they might be struggling and why they may be less than engaged. And then you can have a really creative and productive conversation about whether or not they're right fit for the company, whether or not they're right fit for their role, how you've been perceiving them, how they've been perceiving themselves. It's really meant as a coaching tool. It's never meant as a punitive judging tool, although it definitely will give you both some clarity on that. So I hope you get excited about having an entrepreneurial attitude conversation and that this has provided you with some direction and some guidance and some clarity about who is really showing up for you and who, what got revealed during this very interesting time that we're living in and really help you kind of make sure that my goal for you is that you are surrounded by people with an incredible entrepreneurial attitude that are aligned with what you're up to. You're playing with players. I want you to be on an all-star team where everyone is going in the same direction and everyone's joining their efforts together. Imagine a rowing team where someone's out of sync or are going in a different direction. It does not end well. So that's what I want for you and that's what I want for your team. And I think this conversation of whether or not people have an entrepreneurial attitude can be a contribution to that. So again, resources are available at yourteamsuccess.com. There's the free downloads of the exercises, including a communication tool, positive focus. There's also the books available. And if you want to invest more, get some coaching, there's also the team success video series. So lots and lots of resources to help you and your team have more of an entrepreneurial attitude. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know at questions at And as always, here's to your team's success.